Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout, and this is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? This is the Trade Trader edition of the show where we talk about comic book trades and graphic novels. And today I am joined by Josh from the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. Welcome back. Hey, what's up, buddy? I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. And this is a special episode because it's a two-parter where we're going to talk about the comic on my show and we're going to talk about the video games on his show. So it'll be like a chapter one, chapter two kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, if you want to hear the other half of this conversation, you'll have to go to the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Oh, yeah. I feel like an SNL host that's been on a couple of times. Yeah, that's pretty much like I'm in the three timers club now. This is awesome. (laughs) I think you might (laughs) actually love coming on here. Thanks, man. I'm happy you can come too. We love having you because I think you're the uh, at this point like the record number of co-host times. So okay, yeah, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have. I think you have. With this episode, you'll de- I think you'll definitely have the record for being on my show the most. Hell yeah! <laughs> I think you're like tied with Ashley from Studying Scarlet and Sam from uh, Slash City. Okay, right on. But you'll you'll take the number one spot here. I love it. I'm a winner. I'm born to win. <laughs> <laughs> born <So>. to win. <laughs> um. So today for my show, we're talking about Batman: Arkham Asylum, a serious house. On a serious earth. Terrible title. Terrible Awful. title. <laughs> I wanted it to be, uh, what's the first part of it? A serious what? A serious house on serious yeah. earth. <laughs> I wanted it to be a serious house for a serious mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just read this for the first time last night, and I had to go on Wikipedia and read the plot synopsis to make sure I understood it. And I did, but it's just a a a really weird plot (laughs) i was gonna say did you read it because it is physically very difficult to read yeah the uh what's the there's a certain guy that stylizes the writing that guy is a dick (laughs) he makes it impossible to read well i watched that i was i was doing research for this and i watched a video i'll try to track down the name of it before you release this um he was going through everything and i guess yeah grant morrison wrote this because he had wrote he he had written the killing joke before this and he was like i'll i'll do this and but what dc basically did was treat it like a movie they were like you're gonna write this but we're gonna have someone else do all the artwork because he wanted the same artist that did the killing joke with him to do it which would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> but he, they're like, yeah, no, we'll pair you with this like fucking pretentious out there. Our tour. Dave McKeon. This, yeah. I, I was reading a little about him and it said that he likes to draw, paint and use photography in his comic book artistry. And there's some points where I was like, is that a photograph? So that's, yeah. that's yeah. kind of interesting. But so for the audience who hasn't read it, which I'm certain is going to be many, many people. Uh, the plot of this comic is that all of the Looney Tunes are out of Arkham Asylum and running amok and rioting in there, and they make Batman come, and Batman clenches his teeth through a whole bunch of conversations with the Joker, and then he gets (laughs) led into the center of Arkham Asylum, and he says, you have one hour to get out. 
but really it's just 10 minutes. And then they proceed to introduce a bunch of villains and not explain what happens to them. And then Batman fights the killer croc and right before he leaves, Two-Face basically saves him. And that's the general plot. (laughs) Yeah. I don't get why, like, anywhere you look, people will be like, oh, this is praised as one of the best Batman stories ever. And I'm like, who says that? Like, (laughs) this comic book came out in 1989. I didn't even know it existed until Arkham Arkham Asylum, the video game, came out. Right. Which was like 2008. Yeah. (laughs) And... I was like, oh, there's a comic book to go with this? That's the only reason I bought it. And then I was like, oh, this is awful in comparison. <laughs> like, the video game is so much better. For sure. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know it was a thing until about a month ago when I saw it on the shelf. And I was like, what? Because I, I like Grant Morrison a lot. And I was like, this says Arkham Asylum on it. I would like to read this. And then I talked to you. And you were like, yeah, it's terrible. I've read it. And I was like, well, let's talk about it. And you're not wrong. It's not very good. No, it's like a an acid trip. Yeah. A, 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 wrote a Batman story. <laughs> yeah, a, an acid trip wrote a Batman story. It's so bizarre. Like, the art is interesting to look at. It's very much like The Sandman, which is the other one that Dave McKean did. But it makes it difficult to read because every time the Joker talks, it's red on white and it's, like, off-center. So it's, like, impossible to fucking read. Yeah, the text is too close together, or it's in a very odd font. Yeah. Or in a in a weird angle, or moving through objects is very hard to read. The only person who's like particularly easy to read is Batman, and he says like I don't know, ten words in this whole fucking comic. Like he doesn't have that much to say. Is the worst looking Batman I've ever seen. It's all ears and teeth. Is all he is really. He's. Like, this is very, like, Alice in Wonderland-looking shit. Yeah, and that said, I'm happy that the Mad Hatter was in this, because, like, there was so much Alice in Wonderland going on. I was like, if the Mad Hatter isn't in this, is the most ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm glad he was in it, but there were some serious B-listers in this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to go off memory, but I did watch, because I couldn't find my copy, but I did watch videos to, like refresh my memory isn't like zeus in there or something like that <laughs> zeus is in there yes um and then there were two of them that i was like who the fuck is that um uh, who was the other one give me one second yeah zeus was like a guy who can like conduct electricity or some shit i don't know uh and then scarecrow's running around in there like it, there's a lot of your favorite villains doing absolutely nothing in this yeah like like Clayface and Two Face and yeah. <laughs> fucking Scarecrow. Like they're all just kind of there. And that's a great way to put it. It is they are just there. They introduce these bad guys and they're like, I'm a bad guy. It's like the opening scene of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like, I am the ghoul living under your stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but like they don't do anything other than they just happen to make a little cameo. Um, so yeah, the, there were some that I just never had heard of and I love Batman cause like there's Two-Face and Killer Croc. Everyone likes those. They're, they're of course the, the classics. Um, but then there's like Professor Milo, who I guess is the real bad guy of it. Dr. Destiny. Have you ever heard of Dr. Destiny? 
No, I don't think I have. <laughs> he was. I know Doctor Fate. Yeah, Doctor Fate is different. <laughs> but Doctor Destiny was in a wheelchair and he was rolling around looking for Clayface, and Clayface just kicked him down a flight of stairs, and that was yeah. that. <laughs> Never get to see Clayface, just his foot. Yeah, it's it's almost like a it's not a supervillain jail; it's a supervillain retirement home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like. I know you said that you had to like watch videos and stuff cause you couldn't find your copy, but I feel like they made the Joker gay. Like he's calling everybody darling and worrying about ruining his shoes and stuff. I don't know. Do, do you know what I'm yeah, talking I about? I wonder if this is, if he like based his story on, because the original idea for the 1989 Batman was, it was going to be kind of like a satire of the sixties Batman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Bill Murray was going to be like Adam West Batman, like in that type of suit and everything. And um, David Bowie was going to be the Joker. That would have been pretty so good. So I'm wondering if they're basing it off that. Because like, he was kind of effeminate at the time. Yeah. Like the way he is. And like the killing joke, he's very much drawn that way. The way he's drawn in The Dark Knight Returns, he looks basically exactly like David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong there either. Like I wonder if they were trying to like kind of make a connection between this like androgynous man and his like male obsession. Like, is there like an attraction there or something? Yeah, huh? Because a lot of like '80s Batman, late '80s Batman, is very like S and M type shit. <laughs> <laughs> like all of that inspired like the and like it was like a circle. Like the movies inspired the comics, and the comics inspired the movies. Yeah, and. I mean, in a lot of ways, the Joker looks like my grandma did. <laughs> like, he's just so skinny, and his skin is so tight against his face, and I don't know. Every Everyone is so unbelievable looking. Yeah. Like, to the point where no, no one in any point looks real, except for when it's basically a photo of a real person. Like, when a 10-foot crocodile man looks more real than any of your normal human characters yeah. <laughs> yeah the only like yeah they he has pictures of like ted bundy and a couple other serial killers in this asylum but they're obviously not in it so why there's just random pictures of people <laughs> that are serial killers here doesn't make any sense but like this is the worst looking batman absolutely ever. yeah i like that he has pointy shoulder cape holders that's that's one of four features you can even see on him. Like I like the Arkham story. Mm-hmm. What is it, Amadeus Arkham? Mm-hmm. I like his stories, but then it just kind of like falls apart at the end. Why he was wearing his mother's wedding dress and killing his wife, and then like that all like repeated back or something. Yeah, I had to look it up, and like so, Amadeus Arkham like locked himself in a room in Arkham Asylum. And he made magical runes, like he painted them with his fingernails on the floor. And then when this other doctor found it, he thought he was Amadeus Arkham's heir. So he wanted to relive his life. So he read his journal, which is what most of the story is, even though they don't explain it, is that he's (laughs) like realizing he's like living his life and his father's abusive and he ends up wearing his, his mom's wedding dress and killing people and shit. So this doctor let all the bad guys out so that he could relive that because he wanted to kill Batman. Like, all of it's real loosey-goosey. Like, 
So open yeah, to interpretation. Some weird, like, Batman was, like, destined to happen because back, like, 60 years ago, this guy was having, like, hallucinations of a bat demon that he needed to, like, yeah. reconcile. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and they try to, like, connect that story to every single person in this book as they tell the story. Like, oh, this could be about Batman. You know, we're, we could be tying this like it's similar to Batman or like it's similar to the Joker. And then I guess in the end, they're just trying to say, like, everybody's crazy. The world's the real but mental institution. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it ends is the Joker says to be careful in the asylum. And there's always a place for you here, like implying the outside world is crazier. But as I look at this comic, the outside world is not crazier. That is- <laughs> And Batman just leaves like a hundred lunatics <laughs> yeah, just running loose stabbing people and running shit. loose with no doctors or anything like and like what do you think they're not going to just go back out to your city because they chose to stay there for now like they will when they run out of resources yeah <laughs> and, like... and also batman told them to leave he was like you're all free to go because the one doctor that worked here was crazy. Like, why yeah. does, that doesn't make them free to go. They were convicted in a court of law. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think Batman is more troubled in this one. Like, but at the same time, he's fighting Killer Croc and shit. So he has to have some kind of mad Batman skills. Like, yeah, he, there's regular psychopaths in there. Yeah. There are serial rapists in there, Batman. <laughs> you're just letting run for You're like, yeah, you're going to let Killer Croc go? He's a fucking monster. <laughs> he That was the only action in the whole fucking thing was when Killer Croc is chasing him. He throws him out a window, and then Batman takes a spear off a statue and stabs him. Yeah, Batman kills him <laughs> for no reason. And, like, fucks himself up, right? He, like, stabs himself in the stomach with the other part. Yeah, and he, like, stabs himself at the hand in his hand because he, like, remembers his mom being shot. Go figure. Can't have a Batman story without the pearls and mom laying dead, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, and why would you stab yourself to the hand? You're supposed to be the world's greatest detective, Batman. <laughs> you know that that was a bad idea. Stabbing <laughs> through your own hand with a piece of glass because you're having a bad thought. Like, you are just off the fucking deep end at that point yeah you need that hand for punching (laughs) among other things but yeah punching's important too and he sticks it the whole way through it's like a piece of glass he just goes right in there but like some of the art in this is is straight oh we do see scarecrow in it he stands in one place with a pitchfork and that's it yeah that's that's it it. (laughs) he was a large point of the video game (laughs) series he's, he's pretty important and, like, Mad Hatter, I think, gets more lines than anybody, which except for Amadeus Arkham, which I can appreciate. This is kind of a Mad Hatter story, but, like, they were calling Killer Croc the dragon, and now I'm looking at this Zeus dude, and he looks like the bad guy from the 2003 Hulk movie with Eric Bana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Nick Nolte is the Nick bad guy. Nick Nolte, yeah. yeah. And he, like, yeah, turns Hulk's into dead. electricity and shit. <laughs> Yeah, it turns into an energy monster. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I don't know. What are you drinking? Is that is that a twisted tea? About ah, to knock no. a motherfucker out? No. This is, <laughs> I would maybe do that to Dave McKean if I had one, but no, this is a good old fashioned Yingling lager. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> do you, I photoshopped a lot of uh, twisted tea 
into memes today. Did you? <laughs> I replaced a lot of Thor hammers with fucking twisted tea cans. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I don't understand why that video went viral, but it just went viral at the right time with like Mitch McConnell and shit. He smacked the shit out of that dude. He really did. And that guy deserved it. Yes. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, for those of us who don't know what we're talking about, it probably happened like three or four weeks ago now, so you probably missed the boat. But yeah, the uh, guy smacked another guy with a twisted T for calling him the N word. So fuck that guy. But yeah, and then beat the shit out of him. It was fantastic. I I put up a I didn't like pay close enough attention to the video, and uh, I made a meme. With a Mike Hard lemonade can. <laughs> and I'm like, why isn't this getting the attention it deserves? <laughs> I mean, Mike's heart is better than fucking Twisted Tea anyway, but uh, that's funny. Anyway, so the, uh, the Arkham Asylum, the version of it that I have, has the original script for the comic in the back. Like, written on white pages. Did yours have that? Yeah, that looks exactly like the one I had, yeah. Yeah, and like, I was looking at it, and I was like, this is literally exactly what the comic is, except written better. <laughs> like, yeah. they, they, I think that's probably why they put it in there. They, like, they realized they lost something in translation here. Well, that's how the video game is. Like, you can see it. Like, the loose story of what happens in this is in the game, but it, the game's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, the game is a lot better. Oh, my gosh. So you don't like it is what you're saying. I'm in typically in agreement with that on this one. So this is probably going to be a really short episode of the disc dump. But what do you think? Should I keep the comic or should I dump the comic? Yeah, dump that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I well, think... like, like I said, I every video I watch or anything is like, this is one of the, this is, you know, hailed as one of the best comic book storylines ever. And I'm like, no, why? Like, no, there's, there are, probably hundreds of better one-off storylines than this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's that's for for sure. Um so the Trade Trader editions of this show, there are not many of them. I think this is the fourth one. Um so what we do is typically there's a person sitting next to me and we trade comic books and we go, "Okay, for next time read this and I'll read that." Um I know you're not super comic booky, but do you know of any like trades or anything that you would recommend? Uh, I would read like the trade run of Civil War. Yeah. Or um, Superior Spider-Man, the uh, one that is going to finish probably within, well, definitely within the year would be uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin. That one's shaping up to be pretty fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like Michelangelo in the future. Oh, cool. And all the other ones are dead, so he has all their weapons, and he's just fucking like a a lone samurai. Like It's like pretty much like Old Man Logan for fucking Michelangelo. For Michelangelo. Yeah. Wouldn't have seen him to be the one who survived, huh? Yeah, yeah it's fucked up. Uh, like on that same vein, like Logan. Logan's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, old Man Logan. Um, yeah, I mean... Pretty much anything. Uh, if you can get your hands on like the first run of Agent Venom, that was super good. Agent Venom. Yeah, when Flash Thompson becomes Venom. Oh, okay. You've probably seen him. He's more like military looking, and he he's a lot like Spawn. Like he's got a fucking machine gun and shit. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, F- Flash Thompson is in the army and his legs got blown off. Holy shit. And the, the army had gotten a hold of Venom symbiote. So they put it on him and, and made him like a super soul. Like he gave his legs back. But he can only wear like the suit for 24 hours or he starts fucking like losing it and becoming a monster. Ooh. Yeah, that's super fucking cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And then at some point he went into outer space and became part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't know anything about that either. Fuck yeah, I'll have to give that a shot. I mean, I just saw that HBO uploaded a fuckload of Batman. And I, I almost, I don't want to say exclusively yeah. read Batman. I just am way more into Batman than any of the other ones because I feel like the writing is better. But yeah, yeah uh, so they put Hush on there. And that was, I think, the first episode of Trade Traders. Uh. I still want to see that. I do too. So it's on HBO. So I think that might be on the menu for tonight for me. So did you see uh, Batman versus Ninja Turtles? No. Is that did they make that into a movie? Yeah, they made that in a movie. My uh, my co-host watched it, and he sent me the clip where Batman fights Shredder, and it's fucking brutal. Like hell yeah, it's like blood and stuff. So I want to. I want to. I still need to watch it. I think it's on something. It might be on like Prime or something right now. So I might watch that tonight. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I will jump right headfirst into that. Yeah, uh, I'm like I'm learning to appreciate the animated movies because. Marvel's all about their live action movies that like are blockbusters and huge hits, but I'm finding that DC's animated movies, they put so much more effort into those than Marvel does. Yeah, they have a lot more hits than misses, I would say. Uh like the last few years it's been a little iffy, but like there are some of those that I'm like that's one of my favorite comic book movies. Like Batman Under the Red Hood is one of my favorite movies, period, let alone animated movies or comic book movies. Like, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I mean, I like, obviously, The Killing Joke was pretty good, but I'm really excited to see uh, see Hush. There's uh, Justice League Dark. Did you watch that one? I didn't. My stepdad said it was fucking brutal, though. He was like, don't let your kids watch this. <laughs> yeah. I made it like halfway through it and then they I paused it and they took it off Hulu when I was watching it. I was like, you sons of bitches. So I, I want to finish it. But yeah, that's one that I liked a lot. Uh, Justice League. There's one where they fight um, Vandal Savage. Do you like how do you feel about Vandal Savage? Oh. <laughs> I think he's a he's a weird character. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't. He, I just don't understand like his, his need to exist. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, we already have Ra's al Ghul. We don't need another super. Like, he's like a fucking caveman. Yeah. I kind of like yeah. him. I feel like we don't... I don't know. I like him. I don't love him. He's all right. Mostly because of that movie. I don't remember which one that was, but... yeah, It was Justice League War. Something like... Yeah, it probably was War. Yeah, yeah that's a good one, too. Did you see Wonder Woman yet? No, not yet. Oh, okay. You're m- Everyone's saying much. it's bad. Yeah, like, there are parts of it that are super awesome, like they, they really invested in acrobatics in this one. Like everyone's doing all this crazy, like circus shit, flying around on ropes and shit. That's pretty dope. But the plot is a big fat fart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I saw the clip in the mall and everyone's like, this was amazing. And I'm like, I don't really like it. Like, unless there's like parts missing from this clip. Cause like she was just pretty much like jumping off of one thing and swinging under another and then jumping off as another thing. And 
jumping off another and swinging. One, at one point, the lasso split in half and wrapped up two different people at the same time. I didn't know what the fuck was happening there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's the magic of movies, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think what was cool about it was that she was, like, simultaneously fighting, like, three different groups of people on three different parts of the mall, which was cool. But at no point did it make any sense, like, oh, she's going to break the security cameras after they've just filmed her whoop people's asses. <laughs> like, they're being recorded on videotapes. Is she going to go into the security room next? Like, <laughs> Well, and it's like, nobody seemed to be trying to run away either. No. <laughs> it's like when the, when the super-powered lady that's beating the shit out of you turns around and jumps to a different part of the mall, fucking run away. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> like, that's your chance. <laughs> And the Mandalorian's a bad guy, and he's okay. He was like he could have been worse, but the my biggest problem with these movies, especially the DC ones, is okay. You're making a fantasy movie essentially. You've set up rules for your universe. Now follow your rules, and the rules for the bad guy in Wonder Woman eighty four are just there's zero continuity. Like, one point, one thing will work, and then the next point it won't. Like, sometimes you have to say a wish out loud, other times you don't. Like, it, it, it's just bad. And Kristen Wiig is not hot. I don't know. I don't care who you are or what you say. Kristen Wiig is not hot. So. <laughs> anyway. That's our thoughts on Wonder Woman. This has been a Batman episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do that a lot on my show. We'll be talking about something, and then out of nowhere, we'll be talking about something else, and I'm... Uh, well, we did Lethal Weapon, but the movie ended while we were talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, here's a, that's been our commentary on Lethal Weapon, talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this is essentially how this show goes a lot of the time, too. We'll wrap it up, and then we just sit and chit-chat, kind of like we are right now. But there's really not much more to be said about... Batman Arkham Asylum a serious house on serious earth without talking about the video games so if you guys want to hear more about what we're talking about that's actually probably more on topic you're going to have to tune in to the four nerds by nerds podcast Josh tell them how to do that uh, we are available anywhere podcasts are found for the most part still working on more and more all the time um, we have a link tree so just visit our twitter page uh, twitter.com forward slash no what is it <laughs> uh, I'm making you have to edit a lot it's uh, at fmbn podcast you'll find our link tree right on our, our site there and then uh, yeah we're on Apple and Spotify and all those good ones hell yeah and this will be posted probably the same day yeah yeah same right day on. sure yeah. we'll do that sounds good go right over yeah available right now yeah. <laughs> right on. Okay, Josh. Well, uh, I'm going to talk to you in just a minute. And audience, sorry it was a short one, but I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>